This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. I have to say what I feel. Miami has so much appeal. A great place. Angeles 2018. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I'm H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then we talk about it. And we just watched season seven, episode 20, A Midwinter Night's Dream, part one, which aired on February 29th, 1992, and is... The first of a two-parter that aired for an hour mm-hmm. that night back in 1992, and is I, I can't believe they aired an hour of this for people to watch. I know because I mean, uh, we were just saying when we finished the first part of this. I was saying when we finished the first part of this episode that it's kind of a snoozer. It's a bit of like a. It feels like a filler. To me, it feels like. Remember the episode where Rose didn't know if she wanted to marry Dr. Jonathan Newman and she had that weird fever dream? Yes. And everybody was acting yeah. Yeah, like yeah. vaudevillian. It felt like they took that fever dream and like gave it a qua- half a quaalude and then just stretched it out mm-hmm. for an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's just... It's a lot of an episode. I mean, I mean, th- that said, like, you know, <laughs> you get two of these. <laughs> like, I it know. Gets, I mean, there's some interesting... There's some interesting moments in this episode. It's not all bad. But before we go into it, though, I'll say, and I said this on the last episode of the podcast, but we're recording both on the same day, and it's a very hot day here in Los Angeles, so fans are on. Sorry, y'all. Yeah, we've got some fans on because it's very hot. It's very uh, hot. Before we jump into the podcast, though, we do have someone to thank uh, for an ongoing Patreon yeah. donation to Claire Sewell. 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 Like Suelle from Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. I'm right on top of that, Rose. Anyway, Claire. Claire, we we thank you so much. I want to be loved by you. That was our last episode. Nobody else but Claire. um, I made it about Claire, though. Oh, you did. I'm sorry. I cut you off. Go ahead. Do it again. No, it's okay. Claire heard it. Claire heard it. Continue. So Blanche is throwing a Moonlight Madness party. Which, okay, I'm. whenever people tell me, like, you're in your seventh year or, like, what sign are you, I don't get the whole moon 
thing. Like, I don't get the whole astrology, like, things happen when there's a full moon or, like, you're in your year. Whatever. All that stuff. I don't buy into when that. Thi- when things are, like, Mars is in retrograde. I don't even know what that means. I don't it's, Is that a candy bar? Because it sounds like it to me. Mars in retrograde. Like, it sounds like a really, like, an energy bar. Yeah. You know what I mean? It sounds like Mars bars version of an energy bar. Yeah. I don't See, understand. Now, uh, try the new Mars retrograde bar. Yeah, you gotta go real, like, like husky and sort of like, yeah. try your Mars retrograde bar now, men, go! Protein! Snap into a Slim Jim! Oh, yeah! <laughs> I loved him. He was my... I loved WWF as a kid. I was a big WWF wrestling fan. You can tell that the the time, like, when you watched it, because it's no longer called WWF, I know, it's I know. called I, WWE. I, I can't call it WWE. I know. And I know, I, and I know why... I know why they changed it because of the World Wildlife Federation. There was like a lawsuit there. And I get that. World Wildlife Federation deserves the WWF. But that said, the 80s and early 90s for me is all W. The Undertaker. Ooh, stop it. I used to work in advertising and they were like, oh, we're we're going to be doing a project for the WWF. And I was like, get out. I love Doink the Clown. And they were like, no, it's the World Wildlife Foundation yeah. or whatever. And I was like, oh, pandas. That's still great. Yeah. Um, anyway. I do love pandas, though. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so Blanche is so excited to throw a Moonlight Madness party. Because the men just go crazy. Because it's also a leap year mm-hmm. and a full moon. So she says, men's passions like the tide are something about like pulled to their such and such achingly peak. You know what holiday I always got laid on? Labor Day. Why? I don't know. It just always seemed to be a thing for years. And then, and then like, when I turned 30, that stopped, which, I mean, I'm, I'm basically a Kathy cartoon. But, <laughs> like, it, it but, for, but for, like, a good eight years running, Labor Day was, like, my day to practice some real organic labor. And it just, it stopped. Is it because, like, Blanche, on Labor Day weekend, you'd fill a watermelon with tequila? No, I didn't have to do anything except for like you know put the D out there and have it have it be done. But it's I guess those days are gone. Well, I don't. I mean, I have Michael now, so I don't need. The yes, <laughs> have, it's every day's Labor Day, right, Michael? <laughs> he just looked at us <laughs> like like a cat, <laughs> angry cat. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a great Dorothy stare! Yeah, that was a good Dorothy stare. Um, uh, so oh gosh, it's just yeah. So Blanche is super excited. She tells Dorothy, like, and also her, she's only inviting men to this party. Yeah. Which is fun. I feel like she's just going to invite all the men at the Rusty Anchor because there are no women there. Literally the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. And, but but she's, telling every, she's telling Dorothy about this and she's like, oh, Dorothy, anything can happen on a leapiest full moon if you just believe. And she walks out of the room and <laughs> yes. Dorothy, and this is a, a very quotable line. She's, she's clapping like it's the end of um, Peter, Pan. Peter Pan when Tinkerbell drinks the poison. And she goes, I do believe, I do believe in sluts. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid and I watched that on Peter Pan, I actually believed. I played Tinkerbell. Of course you did. I did. I played Tinkerbell. I was a freshman in high school. And to play Tinkerbell, it was kind of a big deal because it was always seniority. You know, the seniors got all the lead roles. But for me to be a freshman and play Tink, I mean, that was a huge that was huge. You're 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 still riding on that, aren't I've, you? <laughs> I believe I've told the story on this podcast about how people fucked in my clock, right? I don't remember that, and I would remember someone fucking okay, in the clock. Okay, I apologize. Maybe I told this on, like, season two. You're but talking to me. I tell the same story 14 times. I know you do. Yeah. You solved an unsolved mystery. There yeah. was the one doctor. Who I mean, the you guy don't have to tell my stories again. I don't. Yeah. Um, 
I, uh, so when I was Tinkerbell, I started my scene in a clock and because I was on stage, I would be in the clock at like the top of the act or whatever. And I would be in that clock for like five minutes before I came out to deliver my first line. And, um, I think by, so like Friday night, Saturday night, we had performances. And then on the Sunday matinee, because also after the performances, we would all like hang out and we'd go to friendlies or whatever, but we'd hang out on the sets and stuff. On Sunday, when I got into my clock, I was like, this clock smells weird, but I didn't quite put, I couldn't put my finger on what the weird smell was, but it was kind of like sweat and and musky and and this weird sweetness, whatever. And um, years later, I heard a rumor because it was like a good sized clock. I heard a rumor that two people went into like two high schoolers that were in the play went into the clock and fucked in the clock. And I was like, that's why my clock smelled. Two people fucked in my Tinkerbell clock. So anyway, did you wish it was you? No, but I did post this on Facebook like a year or two ago. I was like, okay, does anybody remember like theater kids from Harvard high school this year, whatever. Did any of you, did any of you remember, or did you fuck in my clock or hear rumors about fucking in my clock? And all these people were posting comments and we still haven't gotten to the bottom of who it was. You haven't solved the fucking in the clock mystery. No. Wow. That seems pressing. You should do that. I should focus the rest of my life on yeah. it. Um, so uh, once Sophia hears that it's a leap year and a full moon. Oh, Sophia. She, the curse. She says the curse. Yeah. And Dorothy's like, Ma, it's the 90s. You can call it what it is. Our monthly visitor. Does Dorothy think that think Sophia that, yes. hasn't got, didn't go through menopause because like 30 years ago? Dorothy has gone through menopause 30 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's. Our monthly visitor? Yeah. Really? And there's Ours? that whole great episode where Dorothy's like, you don't get cramps once a month. Mm-hmm. You don't, whatever. Yeah, hot flash. No, I guess yeah. you get hot flashes when you hit menopause. You just grow a beard. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but again, this episode is wild. Yeah. So, and again, like we are jumping right into just the weird, broad, whatever of this episode. So then Sophia's like, look, a woman cursed you, Dorothy, on her deathbed. And basically, I need to perform three tasks before tomorrow's moonrise. She has to, Sophia has to kiss a fool, help a holy man, and reveal the betrayal of a loved one. I mean, I was thinking about that. That seems pretty easy. Like, yeah, you can, like, kissing a holy man, mm-hmm. you can find one of those and accidentally kiss them. She does that. That's good. You can, um, what was it, trip a fool? No, it was kiss a fool, help a holy man. Kiss a fool. All you got to do is, like, you know, go on Tinder or something and find someone. It's go 1992. On a t- okay, go to yeah. the post office. And what was the third one? Revealed the betrayal of a loved one. That one's a little bit harder. But, I mean, you could do it. It's possible. Yeah. So, um... Meanwhile, Rose has been acting like um, Dorothy the gambling addict, and she's just been entering into all these, like, giveaway sweeps, whatever things, where she, you know, fills something out and lifts an envelope, puts it in the mail. She won a free prostate check. Which is amazing. I love, I totally get why Rose is into this. Like, the thrill of winning something is just incredible. Even if it, even if you don't need it, it's like, I want it, you know? I guess. I love it. Like, I eat, it's just, it's stupid, but it's just, it's fun. Yeah, I can understand It's not a competition thing. It's more like, it gives you the feeling that, like, you're lucky. Like, Mm -hmm. something about you 
has my mother has that. My mom has that with gambling. My mom is not a gambler. She doesn't see, doesn't look like a gambler. Like she goes to we go to Vegas. She doesn't care about gambling, but she'll sit down and she'll gamble for a bit and she'll win like thousands of dollars. Like wow. it's ridiculous. And yeah. then she just will leave and be like, I'm done. Like as if it's nothing. Mm. And yet to me I'm like, win thousands of dollars. Yeah. Keep going. You know? But she's like, Oh, I'm done. I yeah. like that. Uh, so Rose has won an all-expense honeymoon trip to Paris. Which is incredible. Mm-hmm. And Blanche tells her it's a sign that it's time for her to marry Miles. Which I agree with. It's been a while. And even though Miles is a, is a dud, like, if she's sticking around with him, she must see something that we don't. So marry the dude. Yeah. But, um, so Rose at the end of this scene, and forgive me because, again, I was writing things down I may have missed it but Rose says something at the end of the scene when she's walking out where she's like I'm just gonna go like lie down and something something and wait for the voices yeah (laughs) I was like Rose what is the matter Rose is like dark like Rose Mm. Rose there's things happening in Rose's life that maybe maybe Rose is like needs an exorcism maybe yeah. I, I mean, if they had an exorcism in this episode, I would surely would not be surprised. I so, would actually enjoy it because it would make some of it more funny. So now we're at the party and Blanche is wearing this like royal blue, mm, she looks like good. cotillion dress it's with almost, a giant bow. It's almost like sort of, it reminded me when and Michael and I have been talking about this, it reminded me of, in a way, like Betty Davis's all about Eve dress, like at mm. least the shoulders part mm-hmm. of it. And the whole top part of it was very much... Betty Davis all but Eve except it was like modernized so it was like a t- tiny little skirt like a little pencil skirt yeah it's really good really good outfit maybe we should do a side by side no it won't work because Betty Betty Davis had like the really big skirt mm-hmm. but the top of it's the very Betty Davis same. yeah so uh, Blanche is not having fun at the party because she, weirdly none of the men are talking to her well the, they are when, who are the men that she invited do well, we again, know if it was the men from the rusty anchor of course they would all be They're talking to Dorothy because they love Dorothy well we know that from the last episode but mm-hmm. if they all know Blanche like and there's other women there well yeah of course they want to get to know the other women then yeah, it's also interesting when Derek shows up because Blanche has invited everyone to this party, but she's meeting Derek for the first time. Yeah. That should have been the first red flag. Yeah. Um, but there's a great line where Sophia's talking about how much she's getting hit on, and she's like, I haven't been hit on like this since I stopped hanging out at the midnight showing of Harold and Maude. Which is <laughs> so funny. Which, I mean, I feel like if well, Harold and Maude is one of those movies, guys, where if you're like, oh, that's one of those movies like Explain Citizen movie, Kane or whatever, I need to that. see it. See Harold and Maude. It is one of the greatest, I guess you could call it like a dark romantic comedy of the 70s. Um, Bud Court is in it. He plays Harold. Um, It's basically about like this 19-year-old boy. You are leaving out the most important person in that movie. Oh, I'm so sorry. Ruth Gordon. Yes, and Ruth Gordon, of course. And she plays Maude, and she's fantastic. B. Arthur also plays Maude, but a different Maude, also fantastic. Yeah. Fun fact about Ruth Gordon, she wrote all those, a lot of those uh, Hepburn and Tracy movies from the 40s. She couldn't get work as an actress, so she became this, like, comedy writer with her husband and stuff. And she was a massive comedy writer, Oscar nominations, like, she's done all this shit. And then, like, in the 1960s, she started acting again. And she won an Oscar for Rosemary's Baby, and she, Mm. like, became an actress, like, in her later in her life. But she was such an accomplished woman, writer. writer, and behind-the-scenes person. Mm-hmm. Really, really creative, interesting woman. Well, she's great in Harold and Maude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's 
he's this like 19 year old or 20 year old kid who's like obsessed with death and she's this older woman who's obsessed with death and they fall in love and it's an amazing movie and Cat Stevens does like the whole soundtrack and it's amazing it's a good movie. It's a great movie. But, I mean, the joke is really funny because there, it did go into the lexicon of sort of, like, old ladies. Almost like, not a cougar situation, but mm-hmm. old ladies and younger guys yeah. and that whole... Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, so, Blanche is like, oh, blah, 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 I'm everything sucks. And uh, when... Blanche is down in this episode. She's, she's, she's a, real... But I get it. I mean, yeah. she threw this whole party. She bought this dress. She may have probably paid for all these groceries. Who knows? Like, it's... I get it. <laughs> paid for um, the groceries. Uh, <laughs> Sophia tells Blanche about the curse and how she needs to kiss a fool. And she's like, well, why don't you just kiss Rose? <laughs> and she was like, well, Rose isn't a fool. She's a simpleton. And she explains the difference. And it's really adorable. Miles shows up. Oh, with that ugly beard. Has he always had a beard? No. I I feel like it's thicker. I feel like Why it's thicker. Why am I thinking like, yeah, there's something different about his yeah. face. Um, so God, Miles shows up. why does Miles suck? I know. And he's like, Rose! And he like embraces her. And Rose had been telling this corny joke to a guy who's like, how come every time I meet a smart woman, she's taken? And Sophie's like, you think she's smart? Hot damn. And then Rose, uh, but that Sophia goes kisses against, him. I mean, that kind of, I guess that doesn't totally go against her theory. But like, Rose isn't an idiot. She said she's just a simpleton. So does him thinking that she's smart make him an idiot? Not yeah. a simpleton as well? Yeah, it makes him an idiot, and she kisses him because she's supposed to kiss a fool. But isn't he just a simpleton, too, if he thinks that she's smart? I don't know, maybe. Because Rose is a simpleton? I don't know. I'm finding flaws in her, mm. in her oh, curse theory. Oh, look at the hot... Wow, this is our own midwinter uh, This episode is, is, is just made, because, I mean, honestly, we need more to talk about, so I might as well look for some flaws. Yeah, you and I have swapped bodies for this one, a good old switcheroo. Carol comes over from Empty Nest... I the actually, way that Carol, I liked, I always liked Carol. I, I do too, but the way that it's so interesting because when Carol's just speaking at the door, I'm like, she's in a different show. It's like I, I feel like Carol and the way that she talks and her all her dialogue. I was like, it feels like it belongs in Empty Nest. It just feels like Carol's on a different show. And we've like accidentally we were recording the Golden Girls, but then we accidentally started recording some Empty Nests, and so they just keep going back and forth. <laughs> um, I also realized that Carol reminds me of Gretchen from You're the Worst, the show oh, on yeah. FX. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can see that. No, Carol was always fun because Carol was so like she was she was a bit neurotic, but she was kind of like the Rose of Empty Nest in a way, in that she she was high strung, but she was always also kind of like out of it and not totally in what was going on. I liked Barbara better. Barbara was great, but Barbara was Barbara was like almost the Dorothy of the episode. Like she was like yeah. she was the the voice of reason a lot of times. Yeah, cuz she was a cop in a dress without yeah. a gun. So basically what you've got is a crossing guard situation. I miss Barbara. I wish they'd sent Barbara over instead of Carol, but that's fine. Well, I think Barbara left the show at that point. Oh, had she? Yeah. Well then. Um, so then we go, I'm so sorry, guys. Every, we're just, they're going to be a lot of size. Well, it's also just hot here, but, um, I mean, there were some fun nuggets in here. Like, for example, this is what I can hate on. Rose and, 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 um, Miles out on the lanai. Plug! Um, they, they're having, they're doing a moment that I literally, when I saw it, I was like, I've never done that. I never wish to do that. The way they were standing? Standing, looking up at the moon. Like, what else, what, are you really going to look that much at the moon? Well, maybe 
is a full moon. I've, I've definitely. Really? T- I mean, yeah. When we've got like one of those big, like what do they call them? Like the blood moon or something. The the uh, the big the big orange moons. I when it's a special moon, I'll stare at it for a no, second. No, no. I mean, I'm sorry. Like you stare at it for like two seconds. You pull out your phone. You try to take a picture of it. You realize the moon is really far away, and you can't take a picture yeah, of it. Yeah, you, you don't put take it a down. Of it. You go back to your Doritos and you watch your TV. The, I more had a problem with the way. Usually when you stand behind someone, you put your arms around them. You put your arms around their waist under their arms. But he had his, he was like bear hugging her. Where, like he was trying to like pick her up. Like he had his arms over her I arms. I think that it's was the, the actor that trying to be. Looked I think that was the actor trying to be respectful to Betty White. Maybe. I don't think he wanted to grab her stomach. Because they. Sure. I mean, this is, even though they're acting, this isn't like Meryl Streep level acting here. Yeah. So, like, he's like, listen, this is a day job. I'm getting like a certain rate for this episode. I'm just gonna put my arms around you and make it, make it respectful. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. I also um, liked when Miles, like, waxes poetically about the moon and Rose is just like, it's a big rock, you know. <laughs> and then um, and then they howl at the moon. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. watching Betty White howl is really funny. She's adorable. <laughs> um, so then she's like, you know, Miles, do you ever think about maybe us getting married and... Which at this point, four seasons in, yeah, you should think about yeah. getting married. And he's like, well, yeah, I will, like, once we put some money away. Cause he's, you're, like, 87 years old and you're a professor. How much money do you need to put away? At least they are consistent with the fact that Miles is still a cheapskate. Um, yeah. But then I did, like, this joke where, uh, for their honeymoon, she's like, I, I want to go to Paris. And he goes, Rose, do you know how much money a round-trip bus ticket to Paris, Texas costs? <laughs> Um, and That's she's dumb. like, no, I want to go to Paris, France. And he was like, we should see America first. Fun story. Not really, but whatever. When I, I went to Paris for work a couple weeks ago and my taxi driver was like, you know, I, and he was, he was born and raised in Paris. And he was like, you know, I don't understand all these American tourists come to Paris and they haven't even seen their own country. Like I've asked them, you know, they're here from Ohio. And I say, okay, well, where have you explored in America? Cause I haven't been there. And they go, oh, well we've, we haven't been outside of Ohio. And he's like, I don't understand why they come here. And I was like, well, you know, if you have a family and they're saving up money and they, you know, they want to take an extravagant vacation. Going to another country is like, it's exciting. It's whatever. Anyway. I don't know. When I was a kid, we didn't have any money. We didn't go overseas anywhere. You know where we went? Florida. 
We and, went to New Hampshire. And <laughs> sorry, <laughs> and, and I mean anyone in New Hampshire, lovely state. Not vacation state, um, but like you go to New York City, you go to California. It's mm-hmm. like a, it's like it is almost like going to Europe in a way if you're from that area of the country where you don't have access to a city like that. Yeah, New Orleans, that's a European you city. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like going to Europe, going to New Orleans, except more I mean, it is. If you look at that, that, who do you think we stole the architecture from? New York. New Orleans. We're just taking it and making it new. (laughs) We took it from them. We took, well, but we took it from different places. Amsterdam, New York. Sure, sure. Yeah. They also um, have it. Whatever. And then Rose proposes to Miles. Which is so cute because she gets on his on her knees. Just like Monica did with Chandler. Yeah. Mm. Well, but they took it from, from Betty White. Let's be real. Um, fun fact. Um, I got this off the uh, episode's IMDb page. Did you propose to Stan or did Stan propose to you? Stan proposed to me. Oh, did you get down on your knee? No. No? Did you cry? Hmm... Were you expecting it? Did you pick out the ring? I did not expect it. I did pick out the ring. I think I teared up Wait, a little bit. How did you ex- not expect it, but you picked out the ring? Well, because I picked out the ring like four or five months earlier. I was not, I mean, I was expecting it at some point, but I was not expecting it when it happened. In Paris? It didn't happen in Paris. Where did it happen? It happened back home. But you went to Paris and then it happened? And then it happened when we were back home. I was oh. on a work trip. Stan. <laughs> Stan, nothing. Do you know how stressful it would be to fly internationally with a ring knowing your bag could get checked? And then I was working. I didn't want him to do it there. Really? We had a good time, though. Yeah. Okay. Can you guys refer to me as Miles? <gasps> oh, you, you want you me to hate be, you? Are you sure you want to be Miles? Guys, Michael is All officially, right. for the rest of the remainder of this podcast, referred to as Miles. Wow. You are my Miles, and she has Stan. Wait, Miles, that means, this is I the most exciting thing that's going to happen on this podcast episode. Yeah, this is actually the most exciting news from this episode. Michael is now Miles. Michael is now dead. Miles lives. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so uh, Rose proposes, yada, yada. So later that night, um, Dorothy is getting hit on by so many men that she needs a spatula to keep them off of her. <laughs> I just like that analogy. Yeah, I do too. It's fun. It's cute. It's fun to see like Dorothy get some attention, which is two episodes in a row. Mm-hmm. Go Dorothy. I know. And then Dorothy gets married in just a few episodes. Dorothy is winning 92. She really is. That man that brings her the dirty note in the rose and mm. she's like, mm, you feel it big. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I want to know what that note said. <laughs> it said, make me pie. I don't know what it said. It probably wasn't that filthy. Because, I mean, our version of filthy and their version of filthy. Do you think filthy. it said, I want to try your cupcakes? No, I think it probably said something like, mm, I want to take a shower with you. And and I just want to take a shower with you. And that literally what it was. I want to take a shower with you, dot, dot, dot. And I want to take a shower with you. Because he probably wasn't very creative. Right. Yeah. So then Rose and Miles come in and they announce that they're getting married, except Miles is like, we're taking the prize. I mean, we're getting married. Oh, God. My, like, and why is uh, she getting married to this man? Him? It's so bad. Like, he is so he's he's kind of like he's like Aiden on Sex in the City. Like, he's not they're not meant to be together. Yeah. Who is Rose meant to be with? Have we talked about this before? I mean, I don't think Rose is meant to be with anybody. I think Rose is meant to be with Blanche. 
Blanche and Rose are a couple, a non-sexual life partners. That New Year's Eve almost kiss? Yeah. I think I agree with you. They are meant to be. I think they should get married and just, like, reap the benefits of it. Mm. You know? Mm. It's amazing. Yeah. I think it would be perfect. Um, so, fun fact. Rose is the only one of the four main characters on this show to not go through or almost go through a wedding ceremony. Oh. Blanche was left at the altar in the pilot. Dorothy almost remarried Stan, and then, of course, she marries Uncle Lucas. And Sophia married Max Weinstock. Yes. So Rose is the only one of the women to not... Miles and I, my Miles, we just watched that episode. Which one? The one where Max and Sophia get married. Oh, that's a sweet one. Yeah, it's two-parter like as well. One. Yeah. Um, and then uh, a rabbi appears, because this really is just a <laughs> grab actually, bag of... He actually looks like my rabbi. Oh, does he? Yeah, it was oh. surprising. I was like, oh, is that Zach? No, not no, Rabbi not Zach. not my rabbi. Yeah. Um, and Dorothy's like, you invited a rabbi to this thing, just in case people didn't know he was a rabbi. And he's like, oh, like, to congratulating the happy couple. He's like, may God bless. And he falls and he goes, oi. <laughs> His oi was so forced. Um, you could almost tell he's not Jewish. Like, you could tell it probably mm. was just an actor playing Jewish. Yeah. yeah. So then um, then Sophia stands up. She clearly tricked him. And she's like, oh, look, a holy man in need of help. <laughs> and now all Sophia has to do is reveal the betrayal of a loved one. And <sighs> yes. Yes. But that betrayal is coming. Yes. Well, she tries to at first she tries to trick Carol into thinking Barbara betrayed her. And there's a great line where Blanche is again. Blanche is just over this night. She's like, if you'll excuse me, I need to hop in the hot tub and pop open a vein. <laughs> That's a suicide joke. Mm. That is so dark. It's very, it's very dark. It's very dark. <laughs> um, so then Derek finally shows up and meets Blanche. Mm-hmm. This actor's name is Marius Wires. Wires. He's from South Africa, still working. Get it. You might know him from Blood Diamond. He was the conductor in Gandhi. Um, when people listen to this, I will be in South Africa. It looks like he does a lot of uh, foreign films. Um, so, yeah, but still working. Oh, and it looks like he also did an episode of Nurses. He was in two episodes of Nurses. Good for him. So, yeah, so they got him on, on uh, there, got him on Gold Girls, put him on Nurses. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Susan Harris regular. Um, I think he's pretty handsome. Yeah, I think so. I'd do him. Yeah. Yeah, like or at him. the very least, I would be like, I want to see your dick. And then Rose or Blanche insults him right off the bat. She's like, oh, the English really is bad in bed, as they say. <laughs> yes. No, they're and he's, not. he's basically like, well, we're better than the French. I mean, at this point, Blanche is, like, desperate. She shouldn't be... Yeah, she shouldn't be picky at this moment. She shouldn't be no. picky. Um, and then Dorothy goes out on the lanai plug to talk to Miles because she mm. just needs to get away from all the men who are hitting on her. I can't take it. All this men, this man action. But she's like, I'm just kidding. I really love it. Yeah. Um, Which, I mean, of course she does. And then this part infuriated me. It makes Miles, zero sense. Miles is like... Look, I don't know if I can marry Rose. Like, I don't even know if I can live with her. What if she just stares into the refrigerator? Like, are you kidding me? Miles, you are a, not you, my Miles. Miles, Rose's Miles, is a piece of shit. Piece of shit. Like, Like, I don't mm. understand why, what Rose sees in him, A. B, like, 
she's just going to stand there staring into her refrigerator. You're having doubts now. This woman is basically paying for your life in a, in a way. Like, she's giving you every... She's giving you a fucking free trip to Paris. Like, you're fucking cheapskate, yet she stayed with you. You put, you put her through the, 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 uh, witness, the witness protection, protection thing. Like, all like, of this shit. He went away, and then he just showed right back up in her life and expected her to be like, oh, yeah, let's be together again. He's put her through so much... And for him to be like, I don't even know if I could live with her. Like, look, dude, you're not getting any younger, first of all. Second, then maybe you shouldn't have asked her to marry you. Maybe at some point you should have asked her to move in with you. I think we need to do a true crime episode of this podcast where we we focus on Miles and we prove that Miles perhaps is not only a con man. Is the cheese man? Is the cheese man mm. and is going to do pros at some point in the future. The thing, like, the thing about what he says about, well, like, what if she just stares into the refrigerator? What if she chews loudly? Whatever it is, it's like, You well, know hey, guess all what? these things. Well, also, that, you know what? Like, when you are with someone and you live together, like, I bet Miles also, I'm sure, has annoying habits. And, you yeah, know what? Like That's just a Miles. thing. Yeah, you just have to... You just have to learn to love those things about a person. And yeah. he's like, I don't know. It just really bleh. And then Dorothy quotes Puck from A Midsummer Night's Dream. And Miles was like, I thought I was the only one who quoted Shakespeare in a casual conversation. Uh, I wish, I honestly would like to see Miles get together with Barbara Thorndike. Like, yeah. you two deserve each other. You're yes. both horrible people. Yes. I, um, I completely support that. And then, and then he's like, you know, Dorothy, since we're both so similar and we have the same interests and et cetera, you know, some might think that we, you know, some might say that we should be together. <sighs> and then Dorothy gets up and she's like, I don't have any money. And then he's like, uh, you know, I want to thank you for being a good friend. And then he kisses her on the cheek, and then she's like, nah, nah, nah. and she kisses him on the cheek, and he goes, I do love her, you know. And then they make out. Fuck Miles. Hashtag fuck Miles. You know what's interesting, though? When they kiss, it's like a very passionate, their hands are moving a lot. But then when it cuts to the shot of Sophia, when she walks out, they're both just very still mm-hmm. kissing, like frozen, like mannequins. And Sophia walks out and goes, hello, Judas. And then the episode's over. And I really, I know I'm always gung-ho about making, part one, I know I'm always gung-ho about making these things go as long as they can. Like, 45 minutes is my goal. But, like, this episode was trash. (laughs) (laughs) Is it, do you think it's, like, the second worst after the Empty Nest episode, the Empty Nest spinoff episode? I don't know if it's that far. I, I really, I don't love it. I just, there's so much going on. It's a bit of a mess. And there's nothing feels grounded in like some of the greatest episodes are when you do get a lot of humor and comedy and even physical comedy. But there's always something, a very real, relatable emotion at the heart of it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when Dorothy says like, Ma, I sorry, I'm, I'm being distant from you, but that's because I, I can't picture you dying. I don't want to picture yeah. you dying. You know what I mean? Like. And it just feels like with this episode, there's no nothing anchor. is grounded in a relatable human emotion. Yep. Completely. Really. I mean, listen, I love, I can watch even the most boring episode of the Golden Girls. That's the great thing about this show. Even the worst episodes are still great. But this one is one of the greatest worst ones. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, it is, they, it was season seven 
they were trying something. They were like, hey, we're going to... Why is it a two-parter? We're going to go That's a what doesn't nutty. make sense to me. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I don't even want to give an explanation for what they were maybe doing. It shouldn't be a two-parter. If anything, it should just exist in one episode. But whatever, whatever. We're doing it. We're having a moment. My golden takeaway from this episode is... Forget this whole moon shit. Forget the whole astrology stuff. I don't understand it. Like, like on OKCupid, they used to ask a question about, like, what's your sign and do you think it's important or do you think it's fun? And I'd always put, like, oh, I think it's fun to, like, think about that stuff. But I was lying just to seem fun. Like, I don't give a fuck about it. Mm-hmm. I don't care about it at all. I was lying back. Anyone who messaged me on OKCupid, I was lying about it, me thinking it's fun. It's not fun. And it's, it's just, it's, it's, bye. No more. It led to this episode, and this is not a good one. <laughs> That's um, my golden takeaway. My golden takeaway is... Uh, Don't trip a rabbi? Uh, that's a good one. Um, I don't even know what my golden takeaway is from this episode. I guess my golden takeaway is... Um, You gotta say something. Um. Yeah, just check out the moon. Check out the moon. And think, we put people up there. People have been on that thing. That is crazy. No, I know what it is. What? If you have children, or if you don't have children and you're feeling really nostalgic, um, there is a song on Sesame Street. I played it for Stan like a week ago, and he was like, this is beautiful. There's a song that Ernie sings called, I believe it's called, I would like to, no, wait, what's it called? Hold on. Um, I'm figuring it out. Oh, yeah. So the song is called, I that's what I thought it was. It's called, I Don't Want to Live on the Moon by Ernie of Bert and Ernie. And just YouTube it and watch the, watch the Sesame Street clip. It's a beautiful song. If you have children, maybe sing it to them. Or if you're just feeling nostalgic. No, that's not how it goes. What? It goes it's basically like he thinks he'd like to live on the moon, but there's nobody else there, he'd be lonely. And then he's like, Well maybe I'd like to live under the sea where all my friends would be fish, but then he's like, But that's not a way to live. I wouldn't I have any people to be around. It's a very great it's a good song. So listen to I Don't Wanna Live on the Moon. Okay, I will. Yeah. Fascinating. Well, guys, <laughs> if you want to support the podcast, go to com slash donate. I'm H. Allen Scott on everything. I am Squid Eat Squid on Twitter. I'm Squidzy on Instagram. And you guys can you guys know where the podcast is on social media. And we'll be back in two weeks with the exciting, and we swear, we will do something to make the conclusion of this episode so exciting. The exciting conclusion to this episode. Yeah, maybe, yeah, we gotta do something. I'll oh, try, we will. I'll try to do a 180 on my bad attitude for the second half. Maybe we can get, like, an exciting guest to close it out for us. Well, now you're gonna have to, because you said it. I don't know. We're, we'll do something, guys. We'll do something. But we will be back in two weeks with the exciting conclusion. And in the coming weeks, we'll have special episodes. For yeah, we're gonna, we'll do some stuff. We'll tell you about it. Yeah, I do like the idea of a true crime episode examining Miles. We should do that. Yeah, maybe. Fine little holes, little loopholes. Because, you know, like his daughter isn't his daughter. Like maybe she was a part of, you know what I mean? Maybe mm. she's a part of the cover up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe we could do some deep, deep fan fiction yeah. on Miles. Welp, until <laughs> then, guys. Remember, as always, stay, stay golden. golden.
Shalom. Shalom.